Welcome, everyone, to episode 57 of the Gen X Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Mario Piper, and I thank you all for joining with me today. Um, we have uh, uh, Suzanne Peterson with us today, but Julie's not with us. So, Suzanne, how are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you, Mario. How are you? Good, good, good. Good. Awesome. And we have a returning guest with us today from about a year and a half ago, Sarah Akers. We couldn't get enough of you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it's been that long. Thank you for having me back. I know it's been a little while. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Absolutely. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Good, good, good. I'm so glad to hear it. Yeah. And uh, of course, with her today as well is her own daughter, Annie Akers. So Annie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's great Again. to be here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to let you uh let everybody uh, behind the curtains a little bit. We uh, had a little snafu. I forgot to hit the record button, so uh, the inter introduction was, uh, we already did that, so that's, um, anyways, just letting everybody know a little bit behind the curtain about how podcasting goes, me and my uh, forgetful mind sometimes. But, okay, well, let's get into the um, uh, our weeks and how things been, have been going. Suzanne, we'll start with you. Um, how have things been going for you? Things have been going very well. I have been playing a lot with my new large format. Uh, my four, I always need to specify four by five. <laughs> so I know yeah, there it are is large, format. large formats, um, like eight by 10 and yada, yada. Um, so I have the four by five uh, pinhole and I got that about a month ago and I've been playing a lot with it. I can thank your lovely wife um, for turning me on to the paper negative idea because that's, I've shot uh, eight sheets of film and then I started shooting paper because I've, I just, I, A, I really like it. I love how it looks. Um, and just also to get a better feel for what I'm doing. And then I'm not, you know, blowing through film that's a little more expensive. I have a lot of older papers. And I noticed when I shot a negative on a very, uh, it was fogged. I don't, I don't, I'm not as worried about the expired paper as long as it's been kept well. Yeah. But this one was for sure fogged and it looks awful. Like when you see the negatives, if you, if you saw them, they look absolutely awful. But when I scan them in to Lightroom and convert them, they turn out as a beautiful negative. It's weird. So it's a, a way for me to really use this paper that might people might not want to use it if they were traditionally printing in the darkroom. For so sure. I've been, I've been having lots of fun with that. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, if you venture into, I mean, you're, you're, you've been doing a lot of pinhole photography. If you venture into the, like the Graflexes or a field mm -hmm. camera or something like that, a press camera, I'm not sure what the difference is between them all, but with one with the lens, at least, yes. my goodness, paper is so sharp. It's oh, so I sharp. Bet. And I will be just for the record. Oh yeah. <laughs> I will be going there, <laughs> but I, a friend of mine, um, Andrew, and this other friend, Chris, were really suggesting this this lensless camera because it was super affordable. Yeah. Um, and said it might be a nice way to to get my feet wet in large format. And Absolutely. I definitely will go to a lensed version maybe by the end of the year or next year. But I'm really having so much fun with this one that right now I'm like, okay, I'll just hang out in this sphere for a while. <laughs> it is a lot of fun. That's how Julie, I think, got her start was with just about that same same kind of bo uh, box camera with the okay. little is it a flip yeah thing with the, yeah, for the shutter it's a little flip up yeah it's a it's great so cool. little camera yeah and it awesome. even fits in my camera bag if I sit it on a I have a big camera bag but I can put it in there so I can I don't have to carry it all around 
And it's so light too, right? <laughs> Super light. Yeah. Just like cool. a birch wood. Yeah, yeah. So cool. that's that's me. That's what I've been up to. Awesome, awesome. Well, Sarah, how about you? How have things been going for you, photographically speaking? Um, very quiet. It's it's probably been the least amount of photography I've been able to do since I got started this summer. Um, yeah. I've had some things happen personally that have required my attention. Um, so I've had a little bit of a break. Um, I did shoot a role this week, and it honestly, after taking some time off, it it was really inspiring to get back into it. And I haven't developed yet, so we'll see if that that lasts, that feeling lasts. But um, <laughs> it's really nice. But otherwise, I'm I'm still watching videos. I'm still trying to learn and and stay sharp. And that way, when I'm ready to to jump back in, I'm I'll have plenty to keep me busy. I'm sure. Yeah. Sometimes we got to take a a break away from you know, from our hobby in order to attend to actual life, you know? Exactly. Yeah, that's kind of where I am. But it's it's not going to be a permanent thing. And, and photography will still be waiting for me when I'm able to give it my complete attention again. So that's that's nice. That's cool. Well, it certainly won't go too far because, of course, your daughter is uh, taking up the mantle as well. So, Annie, <laughs> <laughs> how, uh, how have you been doing um, photographically speaking? Um... I've just kind of been uh, messing around with my Hasselblad, really. I mean, I shot my first roll of color uh, film on it pretty recently, just to see how I would like it. Um, I don't know. I didn't really end up liking it that much. but Okay. Um, so that's basically just what I've been doing. Nothing, like, too crazy. Just kind of still getting used to it a little bit. Okay. Well, we want to talk more about that Hasselblad. At least Julie had a... A question about it and I'll, I'll ask it for her uh, in her stead so uh that's cool that's cool starting with the Hasselblad that's awesome I know <laughs> that's such a shame <laughs> <laughs> me with my little pin text dream, dream camera over here for sure yeah yeah <laughs> oh wow well I know for me um recently Julie did a I think it was last week she found a a, a camera lot or photo photo equipment lot and um lots of paper lots of expired paper um but it also came with an exacta camera uh it, one of the early slrs and this one's from the 1930s i think and it doesn't have an actual viewfinder it has a flip up like a waist level viewfinder and then a little magnifying glass that you can flip up to get better focus and so that was interesting, but it's an actual SLR. It's not like a rangefinder or zone focus or anything like that. It's a true SLR. Um, so she got it mainly for her because it's hard for her to look through viewfinders with her eyesight, but she didn't didn't end up liking it. So she gifted it to me and I gave her my uh, Graflex that I found. So we just <laughs> traded, <laughs> traded cameras. But in that lot, for me, what was even more exciting in that lot was this little tin, a little circular tin that had 100 feet of film in it. And it was Kodak, let's see, Kodak Direct Positive Panchromatic Safety Film. Oh, my gosh. Dated to be processed in 1957. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, that's going to be so cool. And I, I did a test roll. Um, it also has a rimjet layer, so it's one of those kind of films, and it's supposed to be processed as a positive. I haven't tried that yet, but I did a test roll to see what the ISO, working ISO, would be, and it ends up being about ISO 6 is about the best, uh, um, which is 
it's slow, but not tremendously slow um, for me at least. And so uh, it'll be fun to shoot. So I spent one night, I just took, put the entire reel into the, uh, the bulk roller, bulk, bulk loader, and then rolled a bunch of rolls and got it all, all into rolls. And now it's in the freezer waiting to be shot. So I'm just really excited. Maybe I'll send some to you, Annie, because I know you like black and white. So I'll send some, uh, <laughs> some <laughs> super slow. Although you probably don't do 35 millimeter, do you? <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, I have. She's got a Nikon point and shoot that she uses yeah. for the, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, if you can set your ISO, I'll send some uh, rolls to you. So. Oh, that's cool. Okay. All right. Well, let's get a, go ahead and get into um, our interview with, particularly with you, Annie, since you're this is your first time on the podcast. Um, we've got a, a lot of questions. But we want to go to the Facebook questions first. So, Suzanne, do you want to handle the first Facebook question? Yes, absolutely. I'm really excited to have you here, Annie. I love yeah. hearing the voice of your age group. Um, my daughter, this is sort of a side, but she loves to shoot film too. And she's pretty much just point and shoot shooter. She does, she's not really interested in learning details about it. But I love, actually, my stepdaughter's also now starting to like it. So, you guys are amazing, and I hope that more kids your age really catch on to this. Um, so anyway, the first one on Facebook is from Molly Kate, and she is wondering something I was wondering, too. What is your favorite film and why? Um, I don't I don't really have a favorite film, I don't think. I like um, Cinestill Double X, but for the most part, I don't I just kind of shoot what I can get for the most part. <laughs> That makes sense. Do you, um, so I know that you said that when you tried shooting color, you still preferred black and white over the color? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's kind of where I'm at, too. I can relate. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's great. That's great. It's a good film, too. It is. I can recommend, actually, you shoot a lot of medium format. I don't recommend, uh, actually, FOMA might be okay in, me, in medium format if you don't get the, the Arista. <laughs> For some reason, the Arista medium format, I had like 10 rolls and everything I got has flaws in it, which not really flaws that I think you would like. Let me just put it that way. My 35 millimeter, though, dig it. I use it all the time. Like it's my main shooting. Mm -hmm. But it's an inexpensive one that maybe you could try out at some point if you wanted to try something different. Sure. Yeah, we've got a few. <laughs> I just don't think we've ever loaded them up. Yeah, so. Ever loaded them? Yeah. It's it's a good film. It's It's a little gritty and grainy and just it's great. I think another uh, medium format black and white film that came out uh, pretty recently is the Kent Mirror, uh, 100 and mm -hmm. 400. And that's also another cheap one. We've shot, I think, four rolls of the Kent Mirror in 120, Kent Mirror 100 and 120. And, you know, in 35 millimeter, it has, it's like a traditionally grained film. So it has a little bit of a texture to it. But in, in 120, it's like really crisp, crisp and clear. Um, and it's, I, I can't remember how much it is, but it's not, not I mean, it's, it's pretty inexpensive. It's one of their budget models, but still really good. So I think that's but anyways. Is it's the Kent Mirror. Yeah, I think she's, I think she just shot a roll of it. We just haven't developed it. So. Oh, nice. So, oh, cool. Yeah, those results soon. <laughs> nice. Awesome. That's awesome. Be interested to see how you like it. Well, we have a question from Billy Sanford. Um, 
Billy Sanford of the Music and Photography Podcast. And Sarah, you were actually a guest on that podcast. Um, I wonderful experience. Yeah, Billy's awesome. He is. He's a really, really cool guy. So for Annie, what do your peers think about film photography? Can you give us a sense of the perspective of a younger generation? Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm for the most part, I'm I'm not really sure about the rest about everyone else my age, but I have two friends who are really into film photography like me. And I don't know. I don't but they're also into like all of the same like old stuff I'm into, like music and movies and things like that. So um I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of hard for me to answer for that because I feel like maybe for the most part, it's kind of going more towards with uh, with people my age, probably back to those like little digital cameras, I think, right now. But I'm yeah. sure back again. <laughs> um, so, well, first of all, I, don't, I know we're not supposed to ask people's age, but are you in your teens still? Yeah, I'm 18. You're 18. OK, I have a niece who's 18 and she's into film photography. In fact, she's doing a she's she's a home homeschooling and one of her classes is going to be about film photography and we're going to kind of help her along with that and we've met a number of young people about your age who have taken up the mantle of you know engaging in film photography why do you think why do you think that is because I mean like you talked about these old cameras Mm -hmm. film is kind of old what is it do you think that draws people your age some people your age to this old way of getting photos I mean (laughs) I'm not I'm not terribly sure I think I mean yeah we kind of discussed it a little bit just a nostalgia for a time you didn't experience yeah really I guess it is just nostalgia for the most part looking at old family photographs and books Mm -hmm. of old bands and and authors and for Annie anyway it's Mm -hmm. old band photos and author photos and just the look of the film and and everything it seems to be the appeal at least in our house I guess that's cool yeah I think that that's kind of like for my my daughter and stepdaughter it's the same thing Farron my daughter she she and she shoots all color she loves color um and she just did it she, she said partly she got away from looking at the back of her phone all the time and it's just it does have a different look and then Hannah who just picked it up this is so cute so she bought a um underwater camera because she went with her boyfriend and her family to Mexico and they, um, so she just got, I don't even know, it's a very cheap, just folded together, no focus, just basically like a Holga almost. Oh, wow. And, but it leaked. And so she brought it back and she said, well, you developed this for me. And it was, it was hard to even get it out of the canister because it was sticky from all the salt water. It was so, it was like a soup to film. I was like, Hannah, you just did something that people, yeah, yeah that, that are really into this that they do and it was so cool with all these rainbow lines and everything but i agree i think that's that's sort of where their their mind is the same as yours is like just that a little more nostalgia focused yeah that's cool it is interesting though that you're starting with like the i mean i know you have a nikon point and shoot but a, a hasselblad like let alone medium format you know i think that's really cool it kind of reminds me of jennifer frowler weber like she seems like that that sort of old soul that just like longs for that nostalgia. 
Yeah, well, I mean, I've been shooting film for about three years now, but oh, I, wow. start, I started with a Holga, actually. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and then I shot with my Nikon point and shoot for two years. years. Yeah. yeah, two years. And I just recently, I got the Hasselblad about four months ago. Okay. But that, that's, that was my dream camera. So oh, I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> what format is that? Is that a six by six, a six by seven, six by four, five? What is that? It's a six by six. Okay. But is it, is it an SLR? Like, can you see down into the viewfinder yeah. and through the lens? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's so awesome. So awesome. Um, I have a Mamiya C220, um, which is a TLR, and I love it. I really do love it. But um, SLRs are kind of where my heart is because when you're looking through the lens, you don't have any parallax error or anything like that. You just see what the lens is seeing. So that's cool. That's cool. Um, so is that, well, Julie wants to know, our, my wife, our other co-host, uh, co uh, she wants to know if that's your main shooter and if you have any other cameras in your collection. Um, my Hasselblad is definitely my, uh, my favorite one to use. Um, okay. it, it's what I take with me everywhere, literally all the time. <laughs> I always have it. She always me. has it, yeah. That's um, awesome. So it's, yeah, it's really the only camera that I do use now. Cool. Or my Nikon. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll use my mom's Nikon sometimes, but really, preferably the Hasselblad. Yeah. For it's, the sound. Yeah, just for the sound. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a, a chunky SLR sound? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, that's so satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Mamiya, it's a heavy camera, but the, the shutter sound is actually more like a... Just like that. It's like so because it's a, a, a leaf shutter. I do love the sound of a flapping mirror and the, you know, just the sound of an SLR is so nice. It's loud, but... you can't be with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, on your feed, on your Instagram feed, you have a lot of music, a lot of musicians and things like that. And so I know that there's a real a connection between photography and, and uh, musicians. And Sarah, I know that you were able to shoot I think it's it was a band that your son was in. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yes. Okay, that's cool. So, Annie, are you? Do you take your Hasselblad or any of the other cameras to any concerts that you go to? Um. Well, I've shot uh, using uh, film cameras at concerts before. Not the Hasselblad. Mm -hmm. Not the Hasselblad. But um, I by the time I was about I think sixteen, I kind of I didn't really want to take pictures at concerts anymore I mean I was still very into music and everything but my ideal subject really shifted over that time because when I first started taking pictures was when COVID first started and okay. so concerts weren't happening at all yeah so by the time it came back like I said my ideal subject had just completely changed yeah well there's a, a question another question that Julie had um, I'll just go ahead and read it if that's okay. And then we'll go from there. It says, she said, for me, photography is rather solitary. I do go out with Mario or with my daughter or with young people who want to try shooting film with us, but I prefer and feel the most creative when I'm doing my own thing with no one watching. How about you? 
Well, I really, I do most of the time take my pictures when I'm out with my mom because of the kinds of pictures that we take. We drive out into the country or um, we have we have a lot of the same interests. So a lot of the time we'll both get something out of like a hour long, two hour long road trip. Oh, and nice. I really, I don't mind taking pictures with other people. I think that it really just depends on what I'm taking a picture of at mm -hmm. the time. Yeah. Well, and when you're with somebody who understands the, like as photographers, we do have that, that eye that's always looking for something to photograph. And that necessitates us stopping or means that we stop yeah. along the way. Really? And when you're with somebody who understands that, it makes the trip a little bit easier, right? <laughs> right. She's on the lookout constantly for places while we're driving. And we yeah. both know what to look for. We, yeah. we both know what, what we want to find. You know, we both know what each other will like taking mm. pictures of. And it's nice, too, I think, to photograph with Annie because we might stop at the same place. But her eye will pick up on completely different things. So we'll be at the same place, but our photos are so completely different. The way she shoots is so much different from the way... I do. So we never end up with the same pictures. It's it's really been kind of fascinating. It's almost like an experiment to see where we can go and how different they all turn out. So that's been really cool. That's so cool. It reminds me, um, Julie sent me a couple of pictures that they just took uh, while they're house sitting. She brought her uh, Graflex over there um, and some developing trays and paper. You know, she just brought the whole, her whole kit basically so she could do photography while she's gone. And she took uh, she sent me two photos that Cynthia, our daughter, who's 12, took of Julie, portraits of Julie. One was like sort of premeditated. Julie told her where she was going to stand and all that and kind of got it focused for her. But the second one she did herself. And it's just neat seeing her, you know, her vision of what she wanted to photograph versus Julie's because they are similar, but they're different as well. And I'm assuming it's the same with both of you. It really, yeah. yeah, it really is. We're, we have a lot of uh, so much in common, so that makes the drives really nice. Annie will play the same music I like, and we have the same destination planned out, and we'll stop along the way. But again, things are so much different through her eyes than they are through mine, and it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to ask about, um, well, do you live in a rural area, or do you live in a city or a town, or how would you describe like the setting that you you guys live in? I think we kind of live like it's kind of weird. Yeah, we're um we're not far from Raleigh and we're not far from Durham, but we're also not far from the middle of nowhere either. Yeah. It's you know you head twenty minutes one way and you're in a city, and twenty minutes in another and you're nowhere. Mm -hmm. So it's we kind of have the best of both worlds, I yeah. think, really. Nice. Well, I was thinking like in. I was thinking about the seasons uh, this morning. Spring and fall are like the colorful seasons. You know, all the flowers are out or all the leaves are turning. Um, summer and winter are sort of the, I don't want to say summer's boring because it's not boring, but it's much more all of the same color. Um, and winter, of course, is e either bleak and white or brown, depending on where you're living. And so in those two seasons, it does seem like black and white is a great option if you don't want to just see green 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 all the time you can drive around and shoot something in black and white and it makes it has a different feeling doesn't it yeah it really does i mean i'm kind of like all year round black and white 
for the most part, but there are definitely times when I've, you know, something is, is much better looking than when you're shooting it in color, definitely. But your subjects tend to err on the side of looking better in black and white anyway. The, the things yeah. you oh. photograph always look nice in black and white. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. And black and white, I don't know, it just has, it has a certain characteristic that it's hard to put into words, but it, it really has a classic look to it. Uh, even brand new photos or photos of things that are modern look classic with black and white film. So, um, so th just uh, and aside from photography, mu talk about music for just a minute. Um, you guys share the same kind of uh, same similar interest in music. I know that there's probably some things, Annie, that you like that Sarah doesn't like and vice versa. But what are some common uh, or like shared bands or types of music that you guys have? Well, um, we really, I mean, it's almost like we have like almost the exact same music taste. We really, we're both into like Spaceman 3 and uh, the New York bands of the late yeah. 70s oh, and yeah. the Voidoids and television uh -huh. and bands like that. And a lot of yeah. the Shoegate, uh, the Twee and all that. We have a lot of, because of course I always listened to music when Annie was growing up and then she kind of picked out of those what she gravitated toward but she's introduced me to a lot of things that I either overlooked the first time around or, or new bands that have come along the way so it keeps my taste fresh and I get new music to listen to um she listens to more folk than I do she's more in mm. Tim Buckley and Joan Baez and and things like that than I listen to and she's obsessed with Patti Smith I, I respect Patti Smith she is obsessed with Patti yeah. Smith <laughs> <laughs> that's cool um for some reason whenever I like I see, you know, some of your photography, and for some reason, it makes me think of, like, Soundgarden or Nirvana or <laughs> some something like that, like real grungy stuff. And I I just love that stuff. So, but uh, that's cool. And that, that definitely yeah, has a real gritty, crunchy kind of yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> cool, cool. Well, I think I might have one more question, and then uh, Suzanne, if you want to take it over. Um, Oh, no, no, no. Uh, we already discussed it because it was about cameras that you gravitate towards and you gravitate toward your Hasselblad. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay, Suzanne, it's your show now. Oh, yeah. So, um, actually, the first question that Mario asked, I, w I was super curious about, too, um, that you do have a lot of focus right now on your Instagram, which is the main place that I've seen your, your stuff about music. What is your favorite subject to shoot now? You said you kind of switched from what you liked in 2020 to what you like now do you have a favorite type of thing you like to shoot um I, it really depends on like i go through tons of like different phases with movies and books and everything and so it, it really can uh depend i think i mostly it's mostly stuff in nature um that i like to shoot but i'll like drive like yeah. to rocky mound to like place where Jack Kerouac wrote Dharma bums and take pictures around there and and it really yeah it really just depends so that's like also where I get most of my inspiration from for all of the art that I do is just from books and, and music and it all kind of ties them together that is so amazing <laughs> I can't believe can't believe you're only 18 girl <laughs> you are awesome that was literally my next question I was looking I'm like oh yeah I already talked to her about the film is is your inspiration so you get it from books and music and yeah for the most really 
That that is amazing. Um, let me just really quickly look at my stuff. Just go to make sure I don't miss anything. We've been we've been popping around. Oh, do you have any like goals for your photography? I know right now you're probably just in the playing stage with it and learning about it and stuff. But do you have anything you'd like to do or see yourself doing with it in the future? Um, I mean, I really my my main goal with photography, like overall, is probably just going to be to be like completely satisfied with everything I've taken a picture of. Um, I don't know if I really have like, like professional ambitions right now, but yeah, for the, for the most part, it's really just to, to be, be better. better. Yeah. Yeah. Create and learn. Do you you have interest in the darkroom? Yeah, kind of. I mean, getting there. there. (laughs) Maybe down the road. Yeah. It's, it's probably a lot. I, I remember when I, I mean, I just now got into doing dark rooms. That was my 2020 thing. <laughs> and it's a lot. It's it it's a lot to absorb. Um, but now I'm just like all in. Yeah. I, yeah. I can see you doing that later. <laughs> you just started helping me um, develop films. So we've been working on. Oh, nice. Air, yeah. So she. She helped me last time we developed a couple of roles and that was exciting. So yeah. we're little baby steps. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, that is really exciting. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was pretty stressful. But it, right? <laughs> yeah. It, it oh my gosh. I remember the first roles I developed. I thought I, this is so dumb, but I swear I thought I was going to throw up. I'm just like, because I had thought it had to be like super perfect. And, you know, I think about myself now that I'm just like, okay, if it's 102, it's 102. <laughs> it's not, it's okay. You know, so I'm definitely a lot more relaxed, but good for you. Yeah. I mean, that's like what's so good about having a mom who's really into photography too is with that stuff. I mean, I can't imagine like doing that alone. I'd probably freak out developing, <laughs> but she was there and she's done it so many times that it was. Yeah. It's like natural. It's relaxing. I'm at the point where I can relax and do it finally. (laughs) Yes. That that's a good place to be. I kind of came in on this conversation. Um, we had somebody at our door and our dog was barking out the wazoo. So are you talking about film developing? Yeah. Okay. And you just did your first role? I helped my yeah, I helped. (laughs) Okay. Apprentice. Yeah. (laughs) Was it well? Was it black and white or color? Uh, it was black and white. It was yeah. Oh no, no it, it was, was color. color. Yeah, you uh, did your first color. color. So it was, was a little bit, a little bit easier and a little bit faster. Yeah. 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 That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I remember the first roll of film that I developed. I threw away out of frustration because I used a. <laughs> I was so mad. I used a dark cloth, and my hands got so sweaty, and the film wasn't going on the reel, and it was brand new. You know, I I didn't understand much about it, but it was like I just. I couldn't do it. And I was like, ah! so I threw it away. And I'm like, oh, man, I shouldn't have done that because there were images. I still remember the images, some of the images that I took that are somewhere now. <laughs> but um, so do you what do you use uh, for developing? Do you use like uh, a dark room or do you use a dark cloth or like a dark bag or changing bag, changing bag, changing bag? Or, and yeah, uh, big tote full of water and a yep. sous vide and yeah we, we kind of we definitely oh. DIY a bit we make it work <laughs> nice so how do you how do you keep your hands from not sweating in a dark bag because that's that was the big problem that I had I, 
don't. Um, it's it's. Um, I try to be quick about it. Okay. <laughs> After on someone, the the film doesn't jump on the spool as quickly as I like. Then it's an exercise in frustration, and you can probably yeah. hear me talking, uh, yeah. all over the house. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm speeding like then quickly before it starts getting toasty in there. Okay. Were, were you doing I, um one twenty or or thirty five millimeter? It was one twenty. One twenty. Okay. I, my biggest thing for, for getting in and out of the dark bag fast is I got those reels. They're the, do you use plastic reels? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Did, have you seen the ones that have like a nice flat? It, they're so much easier to load yeah. than the regular Patterson reel. I don't know if they're even Patterson reels. I can send you a link. Are they the ones that have a screw, a screw top thing? Well, they pop, you can pop them in and out, but they, they have like this flat part. So you know how the how the all all the ones that I started with had like this little tiny notch and you have to feed it in. But this have, one yeah. has like a flat so you can feel it more to pull it in. Yeah. It, it life changing. It's like a platform yeah. basically that the, the it, it's like a little platform. On. So it's it's so much easier. And then when you do 35, do you actually load it on outside of the bag? No, everything happens inside the bag. Okay. Yeah. When you like that's it. a that's a thing I learned. I can't remember who told me, but since you know you got probably this much film that was exposed as you were putting in your camera so i just cut off i cut it off pull out maybe this much and i can stick it on the reel outside of the bag for 35 and then put it in the bag and then all you have to do is your it's it makes this again so much easier yeah yeah that, that's that's life-changing thank you <laughs> it, yeah these little tips we have to share with each other because yeah it's sure, so hard sure. um thinking about uh things that we've learned like what are, what are some things that so far, Annie, that you have learned through your process of just doing film photography and now with developing? Can you, like, when you think about when you started three years ago to now, can you see a, a like a progression or a change in the things that you've been able to accomplish? Oh, yeah, definitely. Since I, um, well, switching from a, a point and shoot to a Hasselblad too was, it was a crazy difference because uh, I don't have to, I don't have to do anything with a point and shoot basically, but then I had to learn so much with my Hasselblad and how to like light, meter, yeah, yeah. light metering and everything. But yeah. also just in terms of like what I'm taking pictures of and learning like what I like with photography, it's changed so much over over the years. Um, really it's, yeah. <laughs> I noticed you slowed down a lot. You, you used yeah. to, to be less deliberate and now she's so specific she'll she'll work forever on just getting a shot and, and that's been the biggest change I've noticed from being around you when you're taking pictures yeah. it's different from having like 35 shots to going to, to 12. 12. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you know one thing I've noticed uh like I'm, I'm still primarily and predominantly a 35 millimeter shooter I that's where my heart is um but I have shot some medium format in like well again the camp mirror which is a kind of grainy film or lomochrome turquoise which is a, kind of a grainy film but in 120 my goodness they're so crisp and clear they look like different film stock just the same colors you know or lack of colors for the black and white um it, the the change from 35 millimeter to 120 is a significant change yes yeah definitely uh, you can tell. yeah <laughs> sarah um I, before we you know, before we forget, um, Julie had a question for you. Oh, yeah, it was about the speed graphics. Or yeah. Think, yeah, speed graphics. Yeah, I wanted that was my to get that before we ended. 
Yeah, um, we we discussed it. Um, that was going to be my project this summer that unfortunately I'm, I'm not going to be able to get to. Um, I was able, both cameras needed some some tinkering with. Um, if both of them had some issues, I managed to, to get those figured out. So they're both in working condition. Um, okay. I just need to, and I've been, I've watched so many videos and talked to so many people that I feel ready to jump in. I just haven't done that yet. So when I'm able to stop and get into it and spend the time with it that I want to put into it and learn it the way I feel like I need to, then that's, that's my next thing. It's just not happened yet, unfortunately, yeah. but it's, ready to go when I am. Is That's it cool. a four by five or is it the two by three? I've got one of each? Yeah. Okay. Oh, cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. We got such, my, my husband lucked into them back when Goodwill was first doing their auction site before anybody found out about it. The prices went through. <laughs> oh, we right? got them both for next to nothing. So I, we really got lucky oh. on those. So we, yeah, they were, they were dirt cheap and they, again, they needed oh. a little, Nothing that I can fix, and if I can do it, then they were pretty easy fixes. That's cool. That well, is I know, I know. I've tried my hand at doing, um, you know, the, the speed graphics. I, I got one for ten dollars at our at our thrift store re recently, and it came with a bunch of film holders. Now it's oh. Julie's, which, so it's still in the family, you know. But uh, I was so ardently going to try to do this large for you know format thing. But for me, I, I'm 47, and when I turned 40, my eyes started changing. Like, I have to wear reading glasses now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I can't see that close to get under a dark cloth. I have to, like, back way far away. I suppose I could use reading glasses, but it's, like, it's, it's a lot more work than just simply taking out <laughs> a camera that I'm used to and using it. So... Yeah, our old eyes are—they just—they change over the over the course of life, you know. It yeah. makes it challenging. Like things weren't hard enough. We need that extra light level of. Uh, <laughs> you and wait, Andy. You wait. <laughs> Enjoy your good eyesight. I, yeah. you know, I was actually just thinking about eyesight this morning because I was watching a um, a video of the guy. I think the guy who created the Stearman Press lives here. The press oh. Stearman Press tank in Colorado. I think so. Cool. I could be completely off my rocker, but um, my friend Chris had recommended this log book that he got, and it's made by Stearman. So I tried to order it online, and they're like, oh, we don't ship in Colorado anymore because apparently all the sales tax, whatever, something, they'll ship outside Colorado, but not. So I could go out to hit, he said he lives on a farm. So he goes, you can come out and, and you know, buy it that way. Wow. Anyway, he pops up on my feed today about like top 10 tips for large format photography. And I saw him under the dark cloth and it's like, it was this tiny dark cloth. I'm like, there is no way. Like I'm the same as you, Mara. I'm like, I have to be, you know, I've got my contacts in, but I have glasses too. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm gonna have to get a big old dark cloth. <laughs> <laughs> and then probably like some sort of a frame because the, the fabric will like fall right? on, your, on you. Exactly. You know? uh, uh. So well, um, Annie, I wanted to find out uh, just from you, you know, you're, you still, you know, you're 18, you have a long life ahead of you. What are your goals um, as far as photography? Do you have any particular goals that you're reaching for or do you, are you just kind of taking it as it comes? Yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm kind of just seeing how I, you know, what, just what happens with it because I know that I really like it and I know I'm going to stick with it, but I don't know if it's something I'm going to like pursue professionally or anything like that. It's just, yeah. it's just 
I, I just like doing it as a hobby, really. You know, that makes me think of something that I've I've thought about my own photography. Like, why do I why do I like photography? So I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna put it on your shoulders. Why do you like photography? Why do you like film photography? What is it that draws you? I mean, it's kind of it's kind of hard to to say, I guess. But I mean, I really I'm I'm just like people my age taking film it's really just it's like a nostalgic thing for me also i mean i just i love so i i i don't know i love the process of it and mm-hmm. i mean i love the look of it i love i really love everything about it and i love having to like be thoughtful about what i'm taking a picture of and it's just it's kind of rewarding well it's i mean it's really rewarding to me to be able to um i don't know just take a picture of something but instead of just having it immediately I don't know <laughs> I love I love waiting and seeing what I'm gonna get from it I yeah I agree um and it's I'm not trying to throw any shade on digital cameras I love digital cameras I really really do uh, my, Julie and I were talking about various kinds of photography and the judgments that one kind of person will put on another form of you know photography or art or whatever um so there's no judgment about any kind of photography but there is something about the analog way of doing things that like you said annie it just um there's a process uh you have to pick the film you're limited in the amount of well the type of film and the amount of photos you can take Uh, it's a much slower process and then you develop it at home and it's just there's something I don't know, real, uh, I I use the word cathartic, I guess, about doing this kind of, kind of art where you're in the process almost all the way, you know? Yeah. Something that really impressed me with Annie, too, as I, I watch, you know, how she grows with this, is she'll have a, a photograph that she wants to take in her mind, and she'll go and she'll take it. And if it doesn't turn out the way she expected, instead of getting discouraged or giving up, she's like, well, that's not what I wanted. So next time I go and I take this picture, I'm going to do it like this. And she'll stick with it until she gets the results she had in mind instead of deciding, oh, I'll just do something else. She really is very persistent. And I think that's really admirable. It's It's been really impressive to me. That's cool. That's cool. And I guess with that persistence comes a lot of growth, right? Yeah. 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 So, what uh, what part of the state do you guys live in? I know I know it's North Carolina, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, is it the eastern or the western part? We're right in the middle. Um, right we're in the middle. But north of Raleigh and a little bit east of Durham, so we're just kind of right smack in the middle. Okay. Reason why I was asking is I know next year I'm really super super excited, and I'm just hoping for clear skies. We have a an eclipse, a solar eclipse that's going to be going from Texas all the way up the northeast into the north e- northwestern corner of Vermont. Oh, and so what? it's going to be pretty close to us, and we'll see totality for like four minutes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it passes through North Carolina or not, but it shouldn't be too far of a drive. That would be really awesome. Uh, have you guys ever seen a total eclipse? Either yeah. of you? Well, the last the last big one was amazing to watch. I remember laying in our front yard uh-huh. with a colander and, and everything, trying to oh. project it onto the sidewalk, and that was amazing, but I did not. In 2017? 
Yep, exactly, exactly. Oh. It was because all of our neighbors were in their front yards and everybody was so quiet. Everybody was just awestruck by by it. It was really neat. So you saw the, the actual total eclipse where it blacks out the sun and you see the corona? That, yeah, exactly. Oh. We'll I love it. If, if, if we'd be able to see it from the mountains or something, that would be a nice oh, little road trip yeah. to go to the mountains and see if it, yeah, we'll have to look into it last. Yeah. April 8th of 2024 is when it's happening. We will be ready. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got about a half a year. So cool. Well, Suzanne, do you have any more questions? I, I, I don't right offhand. No. Okay. Well, Annie, it, I, I, I wish Julie was here because she would, she, I know she has probably a lot more questions as well, but like I said, she's house sitting, but it was a real pleasure having you on. And I just got to say, it's inspirational to see someone your age take up this really old way of doing things, but a really honestly artistic way of doing it and to just pursue it. So thank you for carrying the torch forward. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been it's been really great. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, do, do any of your you have three other siblings, right? Yeah. OK. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I had to think there for a minute. Do you, uh, do do any of them uh, do any film photography at all? No, not not interested. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's it's cool. Your that's thing. Cool. It's your thing. That's right. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you again, and Sarah. Thanks again for being with us again. Oh, this was wonderful again. Thank you, Mario. Thank you, Suzanne. This is this has been. Thank you. Yeah, even better than it was the first time around. Thank, thank you. That's so cool. It's a family affair. Yes. <laughs> That's cool. All right. Well, uh, thank everyone uh, for uh, listening to the episode. And before we end, I don't want to forget this time. Where can, we, where can we find everybody's work? So we'll start with you, Annie. Where can people find your photography, if you're willing to share? I don't know. No one really can, I guess. I don't really, I don't really post it on any, any, anything. Okay. Get her to to post but i think she needs to build up a little bit more confidence before she's ready to share yeah. so yeah well i share instagram occasionally yeah. when i'm particularly proud She'll of post yeah yeah so, so my instagram would probably be the best place yeah. for now okay and where can people find that um instagram it's sadie.k.acres okay sounds good and suzanne where can people find your work uh, you can start at Instagram at b.roll.backup, and everything else I have is linked on there. Okay. And then Julie can be found at shoebox, JP Shoebox Walk on Instagram and Julian Piper at Flickr. And then you can find my work at Mario Piper on Instagram and on Flickr. And I'm going to try to post more on the Lomography website as well, because that's they're like pure analog, and I just want to support them. But... Maybe next month. I, I can't remember what my, my handle is for this month, so we'll wait till next month. But all right. Well, thank you, Annie. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Suzanne. And um, thank you, Julie. <laughs> and uh, to all you listeners out there, thank you all for listening to this episode. And as always, keep those analog vibes alive. Thank you so much, Annie. Yeah. <laughs> See, it wasn't too bad, was it? No, it wasn't. <laughs> I'm it sorry that also... I had to. <laughs> I had to step away. Um, I felt bad, but.
you know, to have to have, have to have you take over, Suzanne. But oh, that's okay. Our dog yeah. was barking uh, and barking. I was so yeah. afraid our dog was going to start barking when she heard other voices, oh. and she kind of made a little. She's like, "Who is that?" <laughs> One of my own. Right. <laughs> Annie, do you ever photograph your friends? Do you do like portraits and stuff? Yeah, I've I tried to. Um, yeah, I'm trying to get used to taking portraits, but I don't, it hasn't worked out so far. It hasn't. No. It's yeah. hard, isn't it? It is. It's it's just yeah. it's kind of weird. I mean, yeah. I keep trying though. It's one of the things we were talking about before the show. It was it was nice to kind of prep for the show, so I was able to really talk to her photography, and she was talking about you know needing to feel a connection with your subjects and mm -hmm. stuff. But I think she and her friends are just kind of so casual around each other that I guess yeah, maybe it's kind of awkward to do a portrait <laughs> yeah I get that out with is like yeah. 18 year old so yeah you don't have to have too much of a connection to a tree to photograph it right yeah. <laughs> in a different way at least or you feel a connection yeah right just in a different way <laughs> old houses they don't move or laugh or get out of focus they just kind of stay right where yeah. they are. lose patience <laughs> oh I, I um was up north uh, just this morning and one of my friends uh, pulled up in his pink. It's a it was a BMW convertible with a rise. I, I'm not sure what they call it, rise kit or something like that, where you can raise or lower the car. Oh yeah. And it was bright pink, and so somebody else said he, he came straight out of the Barbie movie. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Which I have awesome. not seen. I don't know what it's all about, but uh, I'm assuming that it's, there's a lot of pink in it. So. <laughs> <laughs> We went to another movie last night, and everybody in the theater, in the concession lines, everybody was wearing bright pink. We were, we looked so out of place. My husband and I, we were just, we were not wearing pink. That's that. hilarious. I'd like to go see it, actually. I really want to see Oppenheimer just because it was filmed on film. film. I know, like, um, I know. Yeah. yeah, but I've heard that both my girls really liked the Barbie movie. One of them is not, she would not dress up at anything. She's like, yeah, I felt really out of place. Um, but she loved the movie. And then my other, my younger daughter, she's, she's all about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Living the uh, moment. <laughs> I love the fact that, you know, people like Christopher Nolan or J.J. Abrams or others are still shooting on film. You know, I just, yeah. I love that they're keeping that fire alive, you know. I watched an interview with Christopher Nolan the other day and they asked him why he shot on film and he just said, because it's the best and he's right. So yeah. It's so good. Yeah, exactly. It's so true. And he had 11 miles of film. Yes. Timer, so it was. Oh I my mean, goodness. Huge thing that had the film. And he said, they told him it would stretch out about 11 miles and that's just hard to believe. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine the developing of it? Oh my god. No, I was wondering how it's like, how would you even do that? I, I know. know. And then not mess it up too. That'd be I'd be the one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh the that's so oh, depressing, but eleven miles, holy moly. <laughs> and it's probably shot on double X, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're shooting with the best. He, he's shooting with the best. He's shoot, he's shooting this little podunk, uh, you know, movie, and you're shooting the photography, Annie. So he's trying to keep up with you. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, um, I've got to get going. I've got. I'm I'm basically house sitting for my parents-in-law, so I've got to go take care of their animals, but. Um, it was a real honor 
having you, Annie. And I'm so glad that you decided that you were, you'd be able to do it. So thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, really? yeah. And if you ever get asked to get on another podcast, don't worry about it. Just just accept it. We want to get your voice out there. So yes. Okay. <laughs> so you can you can show you can tell the all your buddies about the podcast, and now they're going to want you to take their photo. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Exactly. And I'm all pushing you to do portraits. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like you would do a great job with. This. I think so too. I think so too. Yeah. Really you have a do. different eye. You have that young eye. Yeah. Um, yeah, my favorite photographer is Maplethorpe. It's just so it's weird to like, you know, how I haven't taken any portraits yet, really. Or I keep wanting to get I out try. the backdrops, the white and black backdrops, yeah, and but... say, take some portraits, do a Maplethorpe. Yeah. Portrait. Yeah. yeah. But um, he, yeah, so far it's just she respects and admires his style and his craftsmanship, mm -hmm. his perfection, and then does her own thing. So it's, it's, I agree. Versus the well, result yeah i'm gonna have to maple thorpe you said yes um okay. some of his stuff is um All of his stuff. a lot of his stuff is um um he <laughs> it's graphic i'm trying to think of a question okay. he, he did some incredible portraits and he did some amazing pictures of flowers but a lot of his work is of the gay scene of new york city in the late okay. 70s okay and it's very graphic which is again intriguing to me how Annie this was the first photographer that Annie was so drawn to again because <laughs> he is he is the master of lighting and contrast mm, that's and awesome position I mean he can set up a photo like you can immediately tell Maplethorpe I mean oh, even he's, if he he's is the reason I wanted a Hasselblad yeah that's why Annie, <laughs> got, oh. yeah, Annie got the Hasselblad as a joint um graduation birthday gift because it was the exact model of Hasselblad that Maplethorpe had the lens and everything oh, and wow. found it incredible deal on Facebook Marketplace and took a chance on it. And so that's why she ended up with a Hasselblad at the age of 18, because that's we knew awesome. really much to her. So, so yeah, so do a safe search, um, or maybe we can send you some of his um, kind of more gentle photograph. <laughs> okay, okay. There, Annie, if there, there's a good documentary out there on him too. And I will tell you it is graphic, but if you know yeah. his imagery, you know that already. It's a good documentary. I watched it a probably about a year ago. I was really enjoyed it. He's a fast, he's such a fascinating person. And he he is very fascinating. fascinating. I would have loved to have seen, you know, what he would have accomplished if he would have lived longer. It mm -hmm. was really a huge loss. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. You know, it's so funny. Um, I don't know that m much about like historical photographers. I mean, I know there's people like Annie Leibovitz or um, I hear that his name Bersan or Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I hear about these people, but I don't know. I don't know what their photography is like. The kind of the people who I know who are film photographers are all you guys, you know, the three of you and others that are in our community. Like th these are the people that I that I admire. And so I. I think I got to get a little bit knowledgeable about some of the classics. But honestly, there's really. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. There's so many great photographers. Um, and again, Mario, the photograph you sent me, the print, I mean, my jaw dropped when I when I opened the envelope. Again, like I said, at the, you, sometimes I see photographs of artists past and present, and I'm like, that's what I want my photograph to look like. And yours was one of those. I mean, oh, thank and, you. 
you aren't as familiar because you draw from your own influences and your own, you know, that you don't look to the past or to what other people are doing, that you you make it something that's totally your own. So I think that's really awesome. So yeah, <laughs> you're, you're doing great. <laughs> well, you too. And I, I think, you know, one thing that, um, oh, what, what's his name? Oh, photography matters. Uh, oh. Ted Vera, Ted Vera, Ted Vera. He, he had a question that he posed to his listeners. He said something about reaching toward the artists of the past or the present. And I, I was thinking about it. It's like, it's like walking, you know, you have one foot in the past, but it's always going forward and you're always going forward, but still always with one foot behind you. So it's like you kind of have both worlds and you're just in between. Oh. You're in the present looking forward yeah. to the future and with the past behind you. Um, I think for me, maybe some some of the photographers from the 1800s, like I think I'm kind of interested in that because that little exacta camera, I, I told you I got to go, but I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, I shot a roll of, I can't remember what it was. It was black and white something. I can't remember which film it was, but I shot it and, uh, you know, developed the images and it must be an uncoated lens. It's an old Carl Zeiss Jenna lens, a uh, 55 or 58 millimeter. But it's an old lens. I don't think it's coated at all. And so it it um, rendered the images like really low contrast. And it, like I took some pictures of my daughter and it almost looked like she was from the 1800s because she, oh, she was wearing a long dress and looking out over the bank so the trees were in the background but it had a real ghostly look to it and i didn't do anything other than shoot shoot the picture and develop it you know so i think it was just an old lens and that's why i think some of those older photographers from the 1800s i think i would maybe have a connection absolutely but that's so cool that camera that's i'm excited to see what you get with it that sounds amazing and it wasn't wasn't very much and it's a it's a weird camera it's so weird i mean everything about it it's an slr but it's like like no other slr that i've ever seen <laughs> i've never heard of one so that's really I'm gonna have to yeah look me into either it. i'll yeah. send a picture of it to you guys cool. yeah time, but anyways well i do gotta go i'm sorry i i get off get off on these tangents that's fine (laughs) okay (laughs) but i'll work on the podcast today get it edited and um get it up on the air tonight by tonight and i'll let you uh let you both know um so we can get it all taken care of (laughs) yay all right thank you you, sarah nanny and mario (laughs) 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 see ya (laughs) Bye. bye okay bye guys